You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Who is your favorite dwarf in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? Does it happen to be baldy, flabby, hungry, or awful by chance? Probably not. Those were rejected, but we're going to talk about them anyway. Guys, we're back to review the Walt Disney Animation Studios classic, our first movie from the golden era we're going to be reviewing, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. This is Systematic Ecology. We are the priest to the geeks. I'm Joshua Knoll, and lately I've been, uh, I think I was casually watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine for a while. Uh, then I came to season one's finale, and you got some different religious sects fighting each other. You have some assassination attempts, some different political drama happening. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm no longer casually watching this. Now I'm really into this. Deep Space Science. But yeah, TJ, uh, the other host I'm here with, Tiberius Wan, TJ Blackwell. What you been geeking out on lately? Uh, lately? So about a million years ago. Yeah. To me. Uh, so like 15, 16 years. Sure. There was a manga and anime called Zatch Bell which was pretty good, Konjiki no Gash in Japanese, if you were mm-hmm. curious. But it's one of those shows that everybody has like fever dreams of, like they had to have imagined it or something. But like a month ago, maybe two months ago, they, the author was like, you know, it's time for Zatch Bell 2. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm speaking out on. Nice, nice. All right, guys, well, we're going to jump straight into this episode because I, I can't wait to talk more Disney with you guys. <laughs> And I got to ask TJ, when was your first time seeing Snow White or what was your earliest memory of the movie? Because you might not remember your first time seeing it. Uh, 1937, uh, some theater <laughs> in California, I remember. Yeah, yeah. For those yeah. who don't know, TJ is like 400 years old. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I have no idea. I <laughs> could not possibly... Have a memory of, organized enough to remember when I saw this movie for the first just time. Sort of always been aware of it. Yeah. yeah. I was born with intrinsic knowledge of Snow White <laughs> and the Seven Dwarfs. Sure, why not? I actually, there's two movies I remember watching as a kid when my godfather babysat me. Shout out to J.R. Martin. And one of them was Fox and the Hound. And the other one was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And we would eat the, um, what, what was it, the Nilla wafers? You know what I'm talking about? The little cookies? Yeah, they're called Nilla Wafers. Okay, we had those, some milk, we'd eat those, and then we would proceed to march around the house when the song came on, singing, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Of course, I had no idea what work was, or why these dwarves were so happy about it. Now I'm older, and um, I have no idea why those dwarves were so happy about it. But, yeah, it's good times. Yeah, there's some core memories for me around this movie. TJ, could you briefly summarize, what is the story about here? So, basically, Snow White... Orphaned princess has to live with her cold-hearted stepmother, the queen. Uh, the queen is afraid of how beautiful Snow White is, so she makes her work as her maid. Yada yada. Uh, she has a magic mirror that's like, oh, you're the fairest of them all. One day, the mirror says it's Snow White, and that was like her greatest fear. So mm, yeah, yep. And uh, Snow White falls in love with the prince on the same day, which is also bad for the queen because you know she wouldn't be in power. And the queen tells the huntsman her assassin the hitman to take her to the forest and kill her and he couldn't do it so she makes friends with animals she finds a shed to sleep in it's a cottage i guess and (laughs) well it's seven dwarves live here and you know they clean they cook yada yada the dwarves help magic mirror tells the queen snow white's alive queen doesn't like that tries to kill her 
you know. Yeah. Pretty pretty basic stuff. She poisons Snow White. Snow White's asleep forever. True love's kiss wakes her up. And yeah, some fighting. Yeah, some fighting. Queen dies. Queen dies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what it is. Yeah. The the thing is, what's really hard to remember because it's always been around for us. So typically, people our age did not watch Snow White first. It wasn't their first Disney movie, but it was the first Disney movie ever made. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of times we take for granted and we forget how impactful this movie was on so like all of cinema, just all of it made in 1937. It was the first ever full length cartoon in color. First ever full length cartoon in English adjusting for inflation. It's the 10th biggest movie of all time. It's the only animated film on that list. Uh, Animation before this was just kind of before the real movie. So kids had something to watch. It was never like a big deal. It created the entire genre of animated films, the entire industry of cartoon movies. Blockbusters weren't really a thing until they advertised the heck out of this and it made so much money, which is why they greenlit Wizard of Oz to spend so much money to make its blockbuster movie. So this is how blockbuster started. This is how cartoon movies started. This is how English cartoons really were a thing, you know, other than just anime from Japanese culture. This movie at the time, since it was so groundbreaking, it wasn't as cheesy as it is to us now. It wasn't as like kid-like. It literally made people cry in the theaters, full-grown adults of the industry crying watching this movie in the theater. It made the news because a cartoon made people cry in the movies. It was scary at the time when you saw the queen transforming. A lot of that kind of stuff just wasn't a thing then. And it was so scary. In fact, people frequently wet themselves in such a way that theaters were complaining about having to clean their seats. Live action tried to emulate how some of the scenes were done in this because of how impactful they were. Walt was literally made fun of because they thought he was going to completely destroy the Disney company for spending this much money on a single movie. And it was like, oh, no one will ever watch a full cartoon movie. That's silly, Walt. No one's going to do this. It cost him $1.4 million in 1937 to make. The banker wasn't going to approve his loan for it until he made the banker sit down and watch it. And the banker said, you know what? Actually, you got something here, Walt. <laughs> uh, and and with that $1.4 million, he also saved money by using rotoscope animation, one of the first times that was used. I think it was the first time used in a full-length movie, which is just where you take a live-action scene where you film someone doing something, and then you trace it to make the art and like draw each individual frame that was filmed. Crazy movie. Crazy how much it changed things. Without this film, we wouldn't have blockbusters. We wouldn't have cartoon films. We wouldn't have Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Blows my mind. TJ, what did you personally think? Of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think if I would have watched it at the time, it probably would have blown me away. And thinking of what it did historically, that's a lot more impressive than the actual movie. Did. Yeah. It's all right. It's yeah. got good singing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like a lot of the stuff that came from it. Some of the rides in Disney. I like Once Upon that's a true. Time, the Evil Queen, and that's pretty cool. I that's like true. the level in one of the Kingdom Hearts games. A lot of the stuff that came from it, to me, is a lot cooler than the movie itself. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, to us, the movie's just okay. But historically, it's actually mind-blowing how much it's changed. Just culture. As the first Disney prince and princess and villain, how do these characters stand the test of time to you, TJ? Um, bad, bad, and pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I thought the princess was okay. I mean, I feel like Snow White was compelling just because she was so innocent and it does kind of make you feel like... 
you don't want bad things to happen to her. The prince was just not even a character, honestly. No. Yeah. Kind of a creep. Princess was barely a character. Yeah, I mean, he, he just kissed some unconscious girl, which doesn't happen. No, he thought she was dead. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's so weird. The villain, though, the queen, evil queen. queen? She's she, evil. She's, yeah, she's, she's evil, evil. And like to the point where like it actually makes you kind of excited to watch the vultures come eat her dead body at the end, which also that happened in an animated film in 1937. <laughs> yeah, the vultures will come eat her dead body. It's cool. No big deal. Yeah, look, they were only 20 years off of the most terrible war the world had ever seen. <laughs> and they True. were like six years from the next one. <laughs> Not even six. <laughs> like three years yeah, from yeah. the next Dark one. times. Dark times. There's, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So so we did all this. To get as quickly as possible to to the main question, the important question, TJ, who's your favorite dwarf? Um, big O ego? No, uh, <laughs> probably Dopey. Dopey's funny. I like He's Dopey. just there. I really was hoping one of us would say Grumpy because I love Grumpy. He's hilarious. Might but, be you. Yeah, I might just be Grumpy. Uh, no, I like Doc. I like Doc a lot. Doc's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and all of the dwarves have their own part. Like in, in, for them not having like the most screen time of any character, they've all kind of intrinsically have a part of like Disney culture, cartoon culture, where like you see them, and you're like, oh yeah, I know him. I know Dopey. Yeah, I know Sleepy. Well, actually, that's not. True. If you ask most people to name the seven dwarves, I'm willing to bet probably eighty percent of people are going to miss at least one. But they know Grumpy though. Everybody <laughs> yeah, they, knows Grumpy. They yeah. probably know Dopey. They probably know Sleepy. Yeah. Sneezy, maybe. I doubt it. And maybe. Doc. I feel like a lot of people are going to forget Doc. Yeah, I like Doc a lot, though. Okay, so of the dwarves they didn't use, which there's a lot, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a list of some of my favorite that they didn't use, and I just kind of want to know what you think would have been the funniest if they would have used it. For those who don't know, there were they spent a long time because they couldn't figure out what to do with these dwarves. They wanted to give them different names in the books, and they wanted them to have like really specific characteristics that people will attach to. They knew this was going to be the driving force of the movie, the part that kids loved. Here's some of the ideas they had that they didn't use. Uh, one's name was going to be Awful. <laughs> one was going to be Baldy. They were going to name one Big O Ego, uh, Flabby, Hotsy, Hungry, Snoopy, Snoop Dogg, if you will, or Woeful. Woeful would have been pretty amusing. <laughs> TJ, of those, who do you think would have been the funniest if they would have used it? Probably Baldy. Or Big O Ego. Because <laughs> I know, like, Baldy wouldn't have worn the cap. That's true. That's true. I, I know, they, I, but they kind of made Dopey Baldy. Yeah. I'm going to go with either Awful or Woeful, because I, I'm imagining them just, like, really exaggerating how sad Woeful is. Which, as an adult, would be hilarious. As a kid, maybe not so much. But yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's just a dwarf doing the same exact thing as the six other dwarfs, but is wildly depressed about it. <laughs> Yeah, Eeyore on st on steroids is what I'm imagining for Woeful. Just, uh, I guess you noticed me. No, not not even thankful that you noticed me. I just, I guess you did it. Yeah, yeah. Awful. Also, would have been had to have been hilarious as a concept. You just constantly just being the worst person you could think of in any situation. Just had to Man. be funny. And we're all coming to work, but also I'm taking all of your pickaxes. <laughs> why? Because I'm just awful. That's why. Awful definitely didn't work though. No, no, it doesn't even sound like a good dwarf name. I don't even know whose idea that was, but that's that would have been awful. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, did you know? Yes. All right. Well, next question. <laughs> the dwarves are the reason Disney didn't get the rights to Lord of the Rings. 
And that's why we ended up with the Peter Jackson films. You already answered yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tolkien watched this movie. Mind you, Tolkien was alive when this came out. Weird to me. Saw this movie and went, no, Disney, you're not getting the right to this. I don't want you to do that to my dwarves. (laughs) I don't want to see Baldy in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, or woeful. You imagine instead of Gimli, you get woeful. <laughs> Same character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Legolas kills like five. It's like six. And then Gimli, instead of being Gimli, is just woeful and just answers. Like, oh, mm. I'll never beat that. <laughs> just depressed. Completely depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a funny time. But Also, Legolas definitely had the advantage, but whatever. Yeah. But also, yeah, Tolkien didn't let that happen. But man, it would have been funny. Also, why, why does Legolas have the advantage? It's a bow. True. True. That's not fair. I love the still only counts as one. This is one of the best lines in any movie. Just funny. Okay. So, so of the, the other stuff we mentioned that like the, the periphery stuff that came out of this movie, we talked about the dwarf ride. We talked about what well, I talked about once upon a time. I think it's a pretty good show, but also Shrek. If you notice Shrek is at a lot of times, it's just directly parodying this film from the, you know, opening scene of the book opening, all of that kind of stuff. What do you think was the best thing that happened because, as a result of this film. Treasure Planet. <laughs> True. All cartoon movies, hence afterwards, are all why this movie was good. Treasure Planet. Yep. Yep. Treasure Planet. That's my Hercules. Answer. I would not have Hercules if it wasn't for this movie. And uh, I find that sad. Yeah. 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 But also, Shrek's got to be on up there because Shrek was an absolutely wonderful film. It's true. Yeah. And Shrek 2. Shrek 2 is the best sequel ever made, by the way. I... I don't think I can argue. Uh, no, I can't. Well, no, you can't. I can't because I was going to say Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, but I feel like Temple of Doom is technically a prequel. So I don't even think that falls in the argument. Yeah. God, Trek, Trek 2, 2 is, is so a good. direct sequel and perfect. It is so good. Okay. What do you know about the Grimm Brothers version of Snow White? I know it was a lot more grim. That's true. But there was no I, like with all the other people. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can run, run through it. Uh, basically... It starts with the mother, actually, really wanted a daughter, took on some magic spell, ended up dying during childbirth because, you know, magic always comes with a price to quote Rumpelstiltskin once upon a time. Shrek three. Yeah. Um, after a lot of stuff happened, uh, Snow White eventually was orphaned because Queen kind of killed everybody off, more or less. She ends up just like what happens in the Disney movie. The huntsman can't kill her when he takes her out. She runs into the dwarves. But instead of true love's kiss, she is taken back in her coffin and falls off the coffin and the apple just gets dislunged from her throat. And she's like, oh, that's all I needed. I'm awake now. And uh, then the the story, that's when the story really gets dark into the. um, Yeah, they kind of torture the queen instead of just defeating her and her dying. And uh, that's obviously not going to make it to a kid's movie, but they, they straight up just pour like molten metal on her feet. And it's bad. Yeah, it's pretty rough. All yeah. of the if you go back and look at the golden era Disney movies, I'm uh, pretty sure all of them have Grimm Brothers tales. They're all based on Grimm Brother fairy tales and they're all way more grim. Yeah. Well, what's funny, though, is like now when we talk about Disneyfied, we kind of mean that they made it a little kiddie or they made that, which which is what they did. But at the time. Having a cartoon where someone was killed and vultures came, swooped down and ate the bad guy was actually really dark. <laughs> Disney was actually pretty edgy compared to the compared yeah. to the source. That's still pretty tame. Yeah, it's pretty tame compared to the story, but really edgy for film at the time. Whereas now I feel like they're just 
tame and they, they water it down when they don't need to necessarily. But yeah. it was still pretty edgy for movies at that time. Uh, honestly, what, what's weird is like if you compare it to the silent film, even though it was still goofier and more childlike than the silent film that was made before it. It was also a little bit darker with the way that the transformation happened with the queen and the way the death happened and everything. Disney kind of had stones for going there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Honest. Yeah. 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 Um, Huevos. My, my question is, if you look at Disney bad guys, then compared to now, um, think Moana. What's what's the name of the, the main bad guy in Moana? Taka. Yeah. Taka. Yeah. And it usually turns out well, just like that bad guy was misunderstood and there was some resolution that doesn't involve the bad guy dying and they become good instead because, you know, they were just misunderstood or something like that. That's more modern Disney. That's typically what happened with the bad guys. These older ones, bad guy was bad. Gotta die, (laughs) you know? And I wonder, do you think it's more helpful, like as a society for us to think of our villains as more black and white or as more relatable and more changeable, like what we see in the newer Disney movies? Do I think it's better? You know, like, is it more helpful to have one over the other? I don't I don't know if it makes it more helpful. It really depends on your target audience. I think a relatable villain makes for the better story. Yeah. yeah. But if you're trying to teach kids a, a moral, you're trying to teach kids stuff, uh, you probably want your villain to be pretty obviously evil. Yeah. I think this is one of those where there's there's a time and place for both. And it's probably helpful to do both as opposed to we'll spend one season doing only this and one season doing only that. I think it's helpful sometimes to think about the fact that sometimes our bad guys aren't actually bad guys. They're just people we need to do better understanding and trying to get to know them and loving people, forgiving people. Those are all important things. But I also think sometimes it's important that we remember that right is right, wrong is wrong. Sometimes things are just evil. Things are just sucky. Sometimes things are just bad. So I think there's a time and place for both. Yeah. And sometimes people are just evil. True. Yeah. Some some people are just bad guys. And that's something I feel like our society today has a hard time understanding. We we want like bad guys of our time. We want to believe there's something redeemable there or there's some kind of resolution that doesn't end in, you know, huge conflict. And uh, sometimes that's actually just not an option. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. If we if we kind of balance this better, do you think we'd see anything change in the world if people did a better job at remembering sometimes evil's evil but also sometimes we got to show some forgiveness and try to understand people better i mean is it changing thing if we remember that balance at the at the current level of critical thinking the general society has at the moment i don't think so i don't think it would change anything <laughs> so you think we need to learn critical thinking first uh, then yeah. go there mm-hmm. okay so if we did that what would that media change? literacy is a huge problem hmm so if we all learn to be more critical in our thinking, teaching, yes, it would how would be that great. change things? Everyone would be smarter. Yeah. And have better opinions. Yeah. More well-supported opinions. You know what this makes me think of? This argument makes me think of the death penalty. You know, you have a lot of arguments that we should try to uh, re- have everyone go through some kind of recovery. We should be able to, you know, do something where people have a chance to redeem themselves. And then we have arguments of, no, sometimes eye for an eye is the right solution. What's your stance on the death penalty? Is there a, a certain yes, no answer to that? Or is that? Anyone who rapes a child should be killed immediately. I, yeah, I, I think there has to be certain lines where not that we are beyond forgiveness. This is, this is something I, a lot of people have a hard time understanding. 
sometimes you can forgive. Sometimes you can work with people and try to help them. But still, certain wrongs deserve certain punishments. You know, uh, you still reap what you sow. Still wrong sin still results in death of some sort. Whether that be Christ's sacrifice for us, or whether that be, yeah, you you did that to a child, or you killed 20 people. You don't just get to, you know, go through recovery and, I'm not a murderer anymore. I was just addicted to killing people. That's not how things should work, (laughs) you know? There is a point where evil is evil. Yeah, well, I think by and large, there's really no reason to kill people. True. That's what I think. Yeah. But unless like they really got to earn it, man. Yeah, I, I don't they have got to be going to hell with like wilt numbers. Yeah. To Ted Bundy, it. maybe. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I don't have a hard stance on the death penalty one way or the other. I, I tend to lean against it. But I also do understand that even if you made right with other people and you are a better person now, if you stole one hundred thousand dollars from me, I still want my hundred thousand dollars back. <laughs> and there's just yeah, there's just some things that justice has to step in even if you've achieved forgiveness even if you've bettered yourself and turned a new leaf your actions still have consequences and what those consequences are we could argue about all day but actions should have consequences evil should be battled against justice should be had mm-hmm. yeah so i obey the government romans 13 <laughs> uh, one through four uh so my state government says yes kill them for those who don't know, TJ's been on a kick lately trying to remind everybody that Romans 13 exists because no one talks about it. Yeah, which uh, reads, you should obey the government. Signed, God. Yeah, So much. there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, you think we're ready to wrap this one up? It's a short one, but yeah, I think we got to the point pretty quick. Awesome. Well, do you have any uh, recommendations for people? Comics, games, anime, anything interesting? Comics, games, anime, um... Overwatch 2 is free and it's fun. Hmm. All right. If if you're looking for something new for just you to play or be better if you had a couple of friends who were looking to play just any game, Overwatch 2 is free and it's fun. Fair. Fair It's easy. Will's already recommended this one, but I'm going to recommend it again. Uh, Star Wars Visions, the comic book. It's what it's before the Ronin. Second episode. So you can see what the prelude to the Ronin is. And pretty interesting stuff. I like the comic a lot. I think it's a one off. Totally worth it the four or five bucks it costs yeah that sounds good yeah all right that being said guys uh if you want to hear more from us right now our website's down but soon it'll be up and you can go to systematicgeekology.org hit the tab that says host there's a drop down menu you can click me or tj's name see all the other things that we do it's pretty cool and if you want to let us know what you've been geeking out on or what we should be geeking out on same website when it's up there's a spot there's a tab you can let us know and uh do TJ and I a favor. It's important to us that uh, you remember we're all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests. This was an Anazal Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazal Ministries podcast network.